gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to my two cents podcast this is episode 132 which is entitled leave it i am your host g2 before i get into the topics today i want to read off the national food days of the week today being june the 25th it is catfish day as well as strawberry parfait day tomorrow june 26th it is chocolate pudding day june 27th it is orange blossom day as well as onion day june 28th it is ceviche day as well as Tapioca Day, June 29th, Almond Butter Crunch Day, June 30th, Mai Tai Day, so please drink responsibly, and we enter into July 1st to round it off, Creative Ice Cream Flavor Day, so I mean just eat whatever ice cream that you want, and Ginger Snap Day, and that rounds us off for the National Food Days of the Week. Now moving over to international news, first thing I want to talk about is the gas explosion that happened in Paris, as this was covered in CNN. As the title would read, one person remains missing after central Paris gas explosion leaves dozens injured. Six people remained in critical condition and one person is missing after a gas explosion in central Paris on Wednesday. Some 50 people were injured in the incident, although the Paris prosecutor's office, which is investigating the blast, said the number may not be final. About 270 firefighters were deployed to the scene near Rue Saint-Jacques and contained the fire within two hours, Paris police chief told reporters. Now, the France's health minister would tell CNN Thursday that some of those injured are suffering from extremely significant burns, while others have uh, suffered significant traumatic injuries due to the blast. French Interior Minister Gerald Dermanin visited the site of the explosion on Wednesday. He said it was unclear how exactly the explosion occurred, adding there was no warning before the incident. A part of the building collapsed following the blast and fire video shows smoke was seen uh, coming up from the rubble earlier on Wednesday as rescue workers attempted to tackle the blaze. Paris American Academy of Fashion and Design School described itself on its website as the first bilingual design school in French capital. So that's where this whole gas explosion took place. Okay, cool. We have that. We have that knowledge. People still don't know how this explosion came about. People don't know what happened. Only thing they know is that a building came crashing down because of an explosion. And I wish they had more things to come up about with this. I wish they had more information, but right now everybody's still scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure out what happened, how did this happen. Nobody knows much about this, but I do hope that the people in Paris are okay. People that are in the taking care position to have significant burns on them. I hope that it's not too bad that they can't like live their lives. I know they got to probably change up certain things like wear different clothing or uh, wear different things just for this time being, because again, you have extreme significant burns on you. You got to point some type of ointment, cream, all this type of stuff. Whenever you get out of the hospital and you're probably going to be looking at that, that burn until it at least become accustomed to your body, or at least you become accustomed to it. Um, I just hope that everybody's okay with that in the mindset. Certain people might not be. Certain people might start going to a depression because of seeing a burn mark or seeing some type of 
disfigurement on themselves that they didn't have before. I hope that's not the case, but you just never know. So right now, everybody's still in the unknown how this stuff happened, but there's still one person uh, remaining missing. I still don't understand how someone is remaining missing off that. I mean, they're probably still under all the rebel. They're still got stuff still probably toppled in that spot. Again, not a lot has really been forthcoming out of this whole explosion mishap, but hopefully this week, within the next couple of days, uh, more information will be available to everyone. But thoughts and prayers to everybody in uh, Paris for this explosion. Now going over to Ukraine and Russia's war here. As the Associated Press would write up, Russia's uh, mercenary chief says his forces are rebelling. Some left Ukraine and entering city in Russia. The owner of the Wagner private military contractor made his most direct challenge to the Kremlin yet, calling for an armed rebellion aimed at ousting Russia's defense minister. The security services reacted immediately by calling for the arrest of Yegeny Pregzenin. Uh, in a sign of how serious the Kremlin was taking the threat, security was heightened in Moscow, which is home to the Russia's military headquarters for the southern region and also oversees the fighting in Ukraine. While the outing of the confrontation was still unclear, it appears likely to further hinder Moscow's war effort as Kiev's forces were probing Russia's defenses in the initial stages of a counteroffensive. So, right now, Russia's dealing with their own business with their own people starting to turn on them and they are basically saying, yo dog, we don't want to do this anymore. We're tired of being here. That's what I've been saying all this time. You got people in Russia. You got people there that are on the grounds that don't even want to do this war anymore. They have been trying to say, yo dog, we need to kind of go back. We need to kind of end this thing. And that's what's happening right now with this, uh, Russian mercenary chief over here. He doesn't want to be doing this. He already knows that they're already at a losing effort right now. I mean, at the beginning of this, takeover again look at russia then look at ukraine you think with russia being as big as it is and ukraine being as small as it is compared to russia you would think it'd just be a clean sweep russia was able to take care of ukraine like that but no ukraine has been able to fight not only because of their own uh people helping them but you also got efforts from people in america and people from other countries that are trying to help out ukraine because they see the injustice that's happening here and that's how Ukraine has been able to have a steadfast and have this uh, defensive against Russia that now they're able to get at Russia and also stop Russia's whole attack forces and also now be on the offense instead of being on the defense. So now you have this mercenary chief saying, yo, we need to pull back. We need to get out of here. We need to go away from this. And I've been saying that for some time now. Ever since Ukraine has been able to make a turn back, I've been saying, yo, this probably needs to be done. There's no way that you have this big uh, country and you're losing to a small country. You're not going to say, okay, that's it. We we pull back. That's enough. We're, we're done. As soon as this stuff happens, as soon as the big guy is getting tore up by a small guy, the big guy should have enough knowledge to say, yo, you know what? I made a mistake. Let me turn around. Let me quit. Let's be done with this. But apparently... Uh, Putin isn't. So right now, the mercenary chief is starting to say, yep, we're rebelling. We're not doing this no more. We're done. So that's what's going on with the whole uh, Ukraine and Russia situation, at least on the Russian side. Uh, Ukraine is still trying to fight and hold off on their own, and I do still support them. I'm glad that they're still doing this. And hopefully, again, someone within 
uh, Putin's camp, please tell Putin that he needs to pull back, get away from this, stop it now, because this is not going to end well for them. If you already got people in your own camp turning and saying we're going to rebel, it's not good. So just call off your efforts, say you're sorry to Zelensky and call it a day. That's at least my advice to you. But what do I know? I'm just a guy that's able to see and hear from your own person telling you, yeah, we're rebelling. So again, Putin, pull back, call it off, stand down, all right? Now, with that international news out of the way, it's time to go over to U.S. news. And the first thing I want to talk about is the little submarine that went down to go see the Titanic that had five passengers in that submarine. Now, I did not know this submarine went off course last Sunday. I did not know this until reports came about Tuesday. And on Tuesday, they said that the submarine was missing. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they'll find it, whatever the crap may have you. But then once it came out on the press conference on that Tuesday that they said that they only got about 40 hours or 50 hours worth of oxygen that Thursday morning, that their oxygen will be depleted if nobody gets them and they're in tragic uh, situations. I was like, okay, well, maybe. Just still holding on on faith, maybe. We'll see what happens. Then when Thursday came about, it popped up on my phone. It said that the people inside of that little submarine, they lost oxygen. They're more than likely dead. Okay. We kind of expected that. Whenever you say you got so many hours and then no update on Wednesday. And then when you don't get no update on Wednesday night, you kind of already suspect, okay, they're probably dead. So the people in the little submarine... They're dead. And uh, more information started coming out. They're saying that the little submarine, they imploded. And for people that did not know this, and I did not know what imploding it was until I had to look at it and do some little research on that. Imploding basically means the reverse of explosion. When an explosion happens, it busts everything outwards. But imploding is... Everything crumples on the inside and just folds in. And that's what happened to the submarine here. The submarine, it imploded. So that means the people inside of that submarine, they felt all full force of the metal and everything started crushing down on them. And they basically died a horrible, brutal way of going. And that is a tragic thing to uh, happen to these five people. And I just want to wish my condolences, first and foremost, to... The families of the people that went aboard this uh, situation, went aboard this submarine, and uh, I do want to wish my condolences to that before I get into something that I think we all need to talk about and be real serious when we talk about this. I mean, sure, you can have some jokes with your partners and everything about it, but for me, I want to be serious when I say this. I want people that have the money to do stupid things. Or just to be adventurous, because you know what? For one person, stupidity might be someone's adventure. Just hear me on this. Weigh out the pros and the cons. Because this submarine, for an individual to get aboard this thing, to go take a look and get a view of the Titanic, it costs someone $250,000. That is a quarter of a million dollars. There was a father and son duo that went on this submarine. So that was half a million dollars. That that family spent to get in a submarine to go down into the water to try to view and look at the Titanic. Now, that family, well, reverb that, the wife has now lost 
half a million dollars, and a father and a son. Now, I'm pretty sure she doesn't care about the half a million dollars. She probably don't care about that. She would rather have her husband and her son back. But just take everything into the grand scheme of things. She's lost money and she lost personnel in this. That is hard on both ends. And I think people need to start thinking more clearly when they are going to do some risk-taking. When you think about diving into the water, I think nobody ever thinks about the repercussions when they're diving into the water. I think they just go out there to have fun like regular average people that go out and dive. They just go out there to have fun and do all that type of stuff, right? But when you're talking about going to the Titanic and trying to experience and see something that not a lot of people have seen in their lifetime, they've heard about the Titanic. Hell, they made a movie about it. They did mad documentaries about it. But for people to go down there and try to experience seeing the Titanic, that's enticing to some people that are thrill seekers and that are probably historian buffs. And if they have the money, they're going to do it. I think that sometimes you need to sit down and be really thinking, what are the risks that come with doing this activity? What are the risks? Is my life in danger? Is it safe? What is it? I mean, if you're a thrill seeker, that's part of the thrill. Knowing that your life is in danger and you have that little thrin, like thread of, okay, this thing could go wrong, but... I've seen a lot of people do it. Everything's going to be fine. And it looks fun. That's part of thrill seeking. And to me, I find that this whole going into submerging to deep, deep, deep depths of water to go see the Titanic. This is another but thrill seeking to me, honest with you, just to say that you were one of the people that went down there to go see the Titanic. That's just what certain people want. They want to have that uh, stat to their name that want to have that uh, memory that a lot of people on this planet don't have and uh it costs people their lives here now in the future there's going to do uh more advancement work on it there's going to be people that's going to find a better way to get a better equipped submarine down there to go look at the titanic or what may have you i'm gonna say don't don't do that don't do that not one bit if they did not bring up the titanic why on God's green do you want to go down there to the pits of sea to go see a ship that was supposedly not supposed to be sunkable? And it ended up being sunkable. Be honest with yourself and really think about that. Why do I want to go all the way down into the water to go see something that even the most experienced of people have decided, yeah, we're not going to bring it up to land. We're not going to put that inside a museum. We're not going to try to slowly bring apart the Titanic up to the mainland. Why? Why do you think that is? Because they don't know how far deep that water can go. They don't want to deal with that pressure down there. They do not want to end up inevitably dying to go do this. Because it is a dying feat because you're messing around with pressure. You're messing around with all these immeasurable things that when you get into it you're just basically doomed and i'm not one of those people that have all the refined studies about what's going on in the sea uh, i believe they're sea well science uh god they're people that deal with the water i just can't remember the names right now because i had to do I, I was in certain classes with some of these people in college i just don't remember their major god but uh i don't 
I don't want to deal with that. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I like messing around with the water that I can mess with. If I'm in the pool, cool. If I'm in the ocean for a minute, cool. I'm not going to go deep, deep diving like that. No. Just going down into the water like that, the way that the Titanic and all that crap is way deep down into the water, like hitting the floor of the ocean, that's insane. And when you think about it, when you really think about it, how much do humans really know about what's in the ocean? I don't think we know a lot. I don't. For some reason, we're able to know the planets out there in the universe, but somehow we're not able to know what's really down into the water. We have control to technically, within a sense, go down in the water and at least try to figure out what's down there. And you mean to tell me we have more control in the sky, literally looking at things, going to other planets, trying to explore other planets, but we have not even tried to explore what's down here on the Earth in our own waters. We haven't even did that yet like that, the way that we mess around with uh, space. That lets you know, this is not something that people need to be doing. This is not something that even if you have the money to do it, that you need to do it. Don't do it. Do not. Please do not. And I understand people like James Cameron are saying that warnings were not uh, heeded. People did not try to heed the warnings of this and that, blah, blah, blah. Listen, James Cameron can say these type of things because my man went down into the water uh, and see the Titanic, what? He said that he's been down to the Titanic many times, placing his total number of dives to the site at 33. I actually calculated that. I spent more time on that ship than the captain did back in the day. I understand James Cameron probably could say that because that man got mass amounts of wealth from all the movies that he's directed and all that, that he's got F.U. money that he could just start studying things like that to really make this type of move. If you got F.U. type of money that you can do that, like James Cameron has, and he's actually talked to people in uh, the scientific realm of the ocean and all that, I would say still don't do it. James Cameron just happens to be lucky that he was able to do all this without stuff really biting him in the ass. But do not go down there to see the Titanic. Wait until they pull the Titanic up piece by piece, bit by bit. I don't care if they say, well, we can't do that because it will dissolve into the ocean as soon as we try to bring it up. Well, guess what? If that's the case, then you guys as a whole should be telling the people do not try to go down there and dive and see the Titanic. It's not worth it because people are going to die. And when you think about an implosion, that is trash. That is a horrible way to go. And I had to really look at a Mythbuster-like snippet. Somebody had it on Twitter to show you what an implosion is because they had, like, on an episode of Mythbusters, they put a uh, diver's uh, suit on a mannequin with, like, things inside of it. And they plummet it down into the water and they just allow it to go down there deep, deep, deep. And then at one point, you just start seeing things start imploding in, like things inside of the diver's helmet just explode and all this type of stuff. And it just shows you what an implosion can do and the type of pressure it can do on a human body with that much force. So that's just a terrible trash way to go. And I don't want to dive an implosion. I don't. I don't want to dive an implosion. I don't want to dive an explosion. I don't want to dive none of these type of things. But just to feel all that massive pressure just caving in on you, yeah, that was a hard and tragic way to go. But I still uh, feel sorry for everyone that was on that uh, submarine. I do. I, I, I truly do. There's, there's no way you can't feel sad for them that way. 
But this is just another learning lesson for people to just think and think clearly. Please, please don't do things just because you got the money. Just because you got the money doesn't mean you should be doing something like that just to get your rocks off. Just find another thing on this planet that you can do that you know that, hey, I'm going to live. And also, something nasty that I've seen on television recently now that has something to do with this whole submarine thing. There have been people coming out saying that, yo, I had tickets or I could have been on that thing and then I declined it. Listen, I don't give two dams about none of that. I don't care. Don't come out and say, well, I could have been on that, but I turned it away. And now I'm thinking, no, don't do that. Because there's family in mourning that lost people because of this. There's no need for you to come out here and say, well, that could have been me. Oh, man, I'm so glad it wasn't me and all that. No, mm -mm. that's distasteful. That's trash. That's garbage. Do not do that. Keep that type of crap to yourself. Keep that, keep that to yourself. There's people in mourning right now. Don't come out here and start having interviews with companies saying, well, I had the opportunity, but me and my son, we passed it away. And uh -uh. don't do that. That's trash. That's trash. That's clout chasing type of behavior. I don't care if they even try to come up to you. That news publication should be shamed. You should decline the interview. Just say no. So anybody, any other rich person that had the money one way or another, that was able to go on this freaking submarine, but you pass up an opportunity. Keep that within yourself. Don't do no more interviews. Don't. Please. Let these people be able to mourn and not have to stare at your face and basically see you as a, aha, we didn't go on it, so now we're here, your people are not. That's the way I perceive it, because I'll be damned if somebody's going to pull up to a interview my people just died because of this, and you're going to pop up and say, well, I had the opportunity to do it, but now nah, we passed upon it. Mother, listen, nobody wants to hear that. It's not the time nor place right now. So please, sit in the corner, just do your thing, and allow these people to mourn. That's all I got to say about that. Now, again, prayers to everyone involved. I hope people learn from this. I hope this is a learning experience. But more than likely, at the end, it probably won't be people still going to try to go see the Titanic. But if you do, again, weigh out the options, weigh out the risk involved in this. Now, moving on to the next thing I want to talk about. This is something that happened last week, but um, I did not cover this because I didn't really understand the magnitude of this. And I want to read you this. Father pleads not guilty to shooting dead three sons execution style. An Ohio man accused of shooting and killing his three young sons execution style has pleaded not guilty to their murder. Chad Dorman, 32, was indicted on Thursday for the June 15th murder of his three sons, Clayton, who was seven, Hunter, who was four, and Chase, who was three, at their home in Monroe Township. This was a man that every day they woke up looking to for protection, love, and guidance in all things Claremont County prosecutor said he was their world, he was their guardian, and he executed them in cold blood. Uh, sheriff's deputies in Claremont County responded to Dorman's home in the small township about 26 miles southeast of Cincinnati around 4.30 p.m. on Thursday, June 15th, after receiving multiple 911 calls. The first came from the children's terrified mother who screamed that her babies had been shot. The first call was placed after Dorman's teenage stepdaughter ran out to the street, desperately searching for help. She said her stepfather was killing everybody in her house. The caller said, I asked her to get in the car with me, 
but she said she couldn't leave her family. A third 911 caller told dispatchers he saw two children shot outside of the house. Uh, according to the prosecutors, Chad Dorman planned out the killings and lined up the three boys before shooting them with a rifle. He allegedly shot his four-year-old son first by shooting him twice in the head. He then shot the seven-year-old boy who tried to flee by running into the yard. Lastly, he shot his three-year-old son after wrenching him from his mother's arm. He also shot the boy's mother in the hand as she tried to shield the child from harm, prosecutors said. So Chad Dorman is facing 21 counts, um, 9 of them for aggravated murder, 8 counts of kidnapping, 4 counts of felonious assault. I don't ever understand a parent just doing that to their own kids. You killed your own sons. You killed your kids. What possessed you to do that? What was your reasoning to kill them? They're 4, 7, and 3. My dog, what are we doing? I always... I get like this and I sound like this because this is a real tragic thing. Again, it happened last week and I kind of knew a little bit about it. But then now that you hear more about the details about it, I don't care who you are. You as a parent, if you ever shoot your kid or kill your kid, what are you doing? What was the reasoning? What was this? There's no reasoning for this. There is none. There's seven, four, and three. What possessed you to kill them? You line them up. And you shot one of your kids twice in the face. What? This is a nasty, nasty, nasty man. This is a nasty guy. The man goes into the trial, well, the court, and you see him having the vest on, his handcuffs. He looks red in the face. He looks like he wants to tear up. I don't understand this. I don't. This guy's going to get it. I don't care who you are, what you say. He's going to die some way, somehow. Whether he's in prison or in jail, he is dying one way or another. He's not going to spend all that time uh, in prison, even if he gets sentenced for this. He's not. He's not going to spend all that time in there. I think there's going to be some people that's going to beat his ass for this. Because when people hear about this inside of a prison, I think they're going to beat his ass. You killed your seven, four, and three-year-old kids, bro, for nothing. And the mom, she had to witness it. The stepdaughter, she ran out to try to search for help. They all are now traumatized by your by your actions. This is nasty, man. This is disgusting. I hope that the mom can figure out a way to try to suppress this. This is going to be something that she's going to have to deal with for the rest of her life. She saw her boys get killed in front of her face by the man that they made those kids with that's nasty that's disgusting my prayers are to the stepdaughter and the mother this man can go to hell in my personal opinion i really do i know this is supposed to say allegedly this allegedly that but nah dog i can't i'm gonna say what i want to say on this one this this guy's gonna get it one way or another he's gonna get this one that's that's the way i feel i really do i truly truly do now on to another coward um, as this was reported by Metro, Pastor shoots wife, then himself, after posting on Facebook he may not be the perfect man. A Louisiana pastor, Danny Parnell Jr., 25, is accused of shooting his wife, Gabriella Parnell, 27, in front of their children at a Hampton Inn hotel. The shooting happened around 3 p.m. on Wednesday, according to the Macabre Police Chief 
Two days earlier, Danny posted on the Facebook page. He appeared to be shared with his wife a photo of the two of them along with their three young children. He tagged the location at a Hampton Inn in Mississippi where the shooting occurred. The wife, Gabriella, she was airlifted to the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, suffering from gunshot wounds to the abdomen and arm. The husband, Danny, he remained at Southwest, where he is said to be in a stable condition. Upon his discharge from the medical facility, he will be charged with multiple felonies, according to the police, who are also investigating the matter as a domestic violence incident. I don't care what you say. This guy needs to go to jail, too. He needs to. He tried to kill his wife and he tried to kill himself what are we doing out here as men what are we doing like seriously you had the last story i just talked about a white dude killing his three sons now on this one you have a black man trying to kill his wife and then himself by the way the last story was a white dude obviously you could tell that one but this one was a black dude and his wife what are we doing here as men i don't give a damn what race you are or what ethnicity what are we doing as men, this is not our job. This is not our thing. We're not supposed to be killing the ones that's around us. We're not supposed to be killing our loved ones. We're not supposed to be killing the women that we love. We're not supposed to be killing the offsprings that we created with the woman that we love, or even just a side piece that who we had on the side. It doesn't matter. We're not supposed to be killing ours. We're not. What are we doing? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the water for some of these idiotic buffoons. I don't know what it is. Something is not right here. I hope that certain men out there can get it right and get it together. Because, dude, this is not the way it is supposed to be for us. Men, we're supposed to look after ours and put a cloak of safety and protection of ours. We're supposed to, if not lead a family, help lead a family. Be side by side with your partner as leading a family. What it is? What is this? We're losing right now. I can understand how women will badmouth us. I can understand it now. With all these damning stories coming about men just doing this now, I can see how women will hate us. I can see it. But there needs to be something. There needs to be something out here that can guide other men out here. There needs to be something for us. Seriously. Because this is not the way, dude. This isn't it. This guy, he was a... And he was a pastor. By the way, I've said it before. Don't put too much faith in your pastors, neither. Because a lot of these people are trash individuals. Yes, they might be telling you something right on the pulpit, but they might be living hella foul when they get off that pulpit. Just want to let that be known, too. So don't put too much faith in your pastors. They're still human beings at the end of the day, but don't put them on that pedestal. Please don't. Yeah. And also look into the church's books and look around to make sure that what you're pitching into for their quote-unquote funds and offerings that things are getting done around your church just want to make sure i throw that out there too that's a psa for free um yeah this is nasty this is disgusting hopefully certain men out there can get crap together and get it right because this right here this isn't it this is these last two stories they damn sure ain't right and i'm hoping that both of these guys get books thrown at them the white dude for killing his three kids and this black dude for trying to kill his wife and himself so hopefully certain other dudes out there that's planning on doing idiotic things like these two a-holes, get it together. Think about it. Don't do it. Please just try to fix yourself before you try to take other people and then yourself off this planet. That's just my thinking on it. Now, moving away from these two a-holes, we go to the woman that was accused of murdering her husband and writing a children's book, and now she's in jail. Well, for right now. Um, she is suing... 
his multi-million dollar estate, as it's come from today article, Utah mom and children's book author Corey Richens, who is accused of killing her husband Eric, is suing his estate for a share of his business sale in their $1.9 million family home. Richens was arrested on May 8th of charges of criminal homicide, aggravated murder, and three uh, charges of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute following Eric's death from a fentanyl overdose, according to the court documents. Uh, Eric and Corey have three children. After her husband's death, Corey wrote a book about helping children deal with grief and prompted it on uh, local media. Corey is entitled to half of all equity in family home, reads the new lawsuit filed June 9th in the 3rd Judicial District Court in Summit County, Utah. Alternatively, if she is not entitled to half of all the equity, she is at least entitled to half of the increase in equity value that occurred after her marriage to Eric. Corey Richardson has not entered a plea after a hearing earlier this month. A judge denied her request for bond, well, bail. In court filings, her uh, defense has said there is no substantial evidence to support the charges. Dog, if the people got something on you and they're going to hold you in jail, that's just what it is. But I'm surprised that she's even suing, to be honest with you. I understand you can sue for anything if you feel quote-unquote wrong. But here's the thing. Right now, you got a trial for your life to basically say, hey, I did not kill my husband. I did not do this. This is what you're facing right now. But you're trying to get money from the family's estate. I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, the lady who did hire people to kill her husband, I mean, the uh, uh, Gucci lady, she is getting sell. She's getting the money that was, well, due to her, thanks to her husband, like putting her in her will and all this type of crap. And her own daughters aren't even speaking to her because of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Gucci lady, she kind of set a precedence. I mean, if that's what it is, I mean, she can probably put her lawyer to get that type of deal with her to get that type of money. I don't know. This whole thing is weird. It's just weird for someone to be on trial for killing their spouse and sue the spouse's family to say, hey, I deserve half of the money. It's so weird. But like I said before, the house of Gucci lady, uh, she set the standard for me when I think about that to say maybe it can be done. Maybe it's possible. Maybe somebody could get money from that, even though they did commit such a heinous ass crime. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Again, she's still just accused. She's still alleged. They have not banged the gavel on the lady yet, but we got to wait and see when her uh, court date happens, what type of uh, evidence will be brought out and all that type of stuff for her. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see with that. But that's just something that I was just found intriguing when I read it, to be honest with you. And I want to bring that up to you guys. And that's a question I do want to ask. If your partner were to kill you and you're a millionaire, multimillionaire, whatever the case may be, do you think they are entitled to have, even if you put them in your will, they killed you and they're going to go to jail or their own court right now? Do you think they're entitled to have? That's just my question. Just to throw out to you guys, the listeners. That's my question. I really have been intrigued and I hope people are having that type of conversation with their people. Ask yourself that. Do you think your person is entitled if they kill you? I don't think so. But the law says something else. But we'll have to wait and see. Again, more evidence will come out. 
Now, on to something I find funny. Business Insider, a boss who dumped 91,500 pennies on an ex-employee's driveway was ordered to pay $40,000 in back wages and damages. Miles Walker, the owner of AOK Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia, must pay roughly 20,000 in back wages and a further uh, roughly 20,000 in damages. He was sued by the United States government for repeatedly failing to pay wages and illegal retaliation against an ex-worker, according to a lawsuit viewed by Insider. Andreas Flatten, a former employee of AOK, filed a complaint with the Department of Labor in January 2021 after Walker didn't send his final paycheck of $915, Insider previously reported. When Walker was contacted by the department, he said he wouldn't pay Flatten a penny. Then he dumped about 91500 oily pennies on Flatten's driveway in Fayetteville, Georgia. Oh yeah, so this is that. This is the video that people, if you don't, uh, there's, there was a video floating around years ago of a worker like receiving pennies that were all oiled up in their driveway. And this is, this is apparently it. So that guy has to now pay him for that. And you know what? Good on the, good on the justice system for making the man pay that. Seriously, you dumped oil in that crap on this man's like driveway and all that stuff for pennies you were being petty you're being petty petty so now with that you now have to pay forty thousand dollars basically all for this i mean yeah sure 20s and back pay for uh wages for other workers and twenty thousand in damages but i think this video that went out virally at least a year or two years ago this kind of helped the law system see that you are a petty petty person and they probably date into you more after seeing this but hey man this is what happens and also this is another just free psa out there to you that are uh owners of businesses if you are planning on firing someone a day like that day that they're being fired like on a weekend or something like on a friday don't fire them or if you do fire them before they get there have the common DC to do that. And also, don't make someone work a whole day and then fire them at the end of the day. Because guess what? You're going to come up with someone that's going to be so pissed off that they don't care about anything anymore. They want to swing on you because you wasted their whole day for being a dick. So please don't do that. Please, please do not do that. I do not want to see nobody getting hurt. Recently, that's been a thing where videos are now being uh, showcased out here. of People just losing their absolute mind after they get fired and then you just see them just start throwing things off the shelves so if they're a uh shelfer they used to put things on the shelves or now people are just doing things at their job that i would presume is un uh, unpleasant to the owner and now the owner got to uh work some things out but again hey man do what you do please just uh be courteous to the people that you are have it in your shop, have it in your workplace. Please don't be a dick. And also, please don't do this. But it was a good viral moment. I ain't gonna lie to you. It made me laugh a little bit when I did see it. But now reading about this, yeah, the boss, yeah, you gotta pay it up, bro. Pay $40,000 to your workers for all this stuff. Too bad, so sad. Now to Hollywood news. The first thing I want to talk about is a couple of updates. Um, first update I want to talk about is Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor last week was identified as a sexual abuser from a woman that said that he abused her at game four of the NBA Finals. And her legal consultant 
would talk to the Daily Mail, and the gist of it was she would say that the NBA tried to talk to the woman and try to give her $100,000 of hush money to keep the story down, but since the story has um, been public, the NBA retracted that offer, but the NBA has came out, well, a chief communications officer, uh, Mike Bass, told the Daily Mail that this claim is false and that they have never offered any money to McGregor's uh, accuser. So that's just what we have here right now. This is a he say, she say situation. I'm just giving you an update on that. And again, if Connor did it, yeah, cool, fine. You got to get him and get him out of here. But if he didn't and they had consensual sex in the bathroom and she's just trying to use this now as a thing to get money, I don't respect it. I don't like it. I will never, ever rock with that. But that's one update that came out this week. The other update was Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, this past Tuesday, he had to go to court in New York. And it was basically just for them to set up a official date for his uh, misdemeanor charges of assault and harassment. And the date that they have made official, it is August the 3rd. So that's when the court will begin with this uh, situation. And on Tuesday, the judge will make it known to majors that he still needs to stay away from his ex-girlfriend and that their uh, temporary order of protection is still in play and that he still has to have no contact with that individual. So that's what's happening right now. Side note here, there appears to be a new girl in Jonathan Major's life, the actress Megan Good, and people on Twitter were getting at Megan Good for being beside Jonathan Major's when he had to go to court. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it because you know what? A lot of people, and I mean this, a lot of people like to get at someone when you have nothing to really get at someone. Let's be honest here. Right now, is only he says, she said, with the disputes between Jonathan Majors and his ex-girlfriend. And to be perfectly clear, the ex-girlfriend said, yo, I don't want to press charges, I don't want to do nothing. But the court, the state, the jurisdiction, all that kind of crap, they still are going forward with this whole issue with Jonathan Majors. And now that put a strain on Jonathan Majors and his uh, ex-girlfriend, their relationship, which basically had them cut that relationship off. Jonathan Majors did that. And now he's with Megan Good, and people don't like that he's with Megan Good because they think that Megan Good is just now Jonathan Major's beard. I'm not saying in the gay sense term, but they use beard as a protection plan. Megan Good is Jonathan Major's protection plan, trying to get him back in good favor with the black women community. And to be completely honest, I don't like that narrative because you know what? You don't know what Jonathan Majors and Megan Good have as people. You don't know what she sees in him. You don't know what he sees in her. You don't know what they connected on, what they bonded on. I don't like that at all. Trust me, if somebody wanted to dogpile on them some more, believe me, they could easily do that easily. And right now, making Good just being with Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors being with Megan Good, I just don't like people just to cast judgment so far. Don't do that. Allow them to have this time as a couple. Allow them to figure out what they're doing. That's all that I like to see. I don't like seeing too many people just to cast criticism onto the man. We truly have no information about, one, their relationship, and two, if the man did this, because they were getting at Megan Good for being beside Jonathan Majors, who people are already condemning for doing an act which they have 
no proof of so far. They really have no proof of this. So again, we'll have to wait and see on August the 3rd, or this thing might get settled out of court before August the 3rd, we're going to be completely honest with you. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. If this thing goes to court and we actually get a whole full base trial on August the 3rd going forward, we'll get information and we'll get to know what he did to her, how the relationship was, all this type of stuff. And then guess what? Then that's when we'll be able to cast judgment. That's when we'll be able to actually brainstorm and think about what type of information has came out, what what the relationship was about, all that good stuff. But until then, I'm still going with innocent to proven guilty with Jonathan Majors. So that's just how I'm rocking with this. And Lee making good out of it. If she wants to side with him, let her side with Jonathan Majors. But again, let them be. Now to the next update, as we're talking about the Russ Armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, she has been accused of transferring narcotics the day that Helena Hutchins was shot. Hannah has reportedly been charged with tampering with evidence after prosecutors claims that she did transfer narcotics to another person with the intent to prevent the apprehension, prosecution, or conviction of herself on the day that law enforcement officials arrived on the set. The court filings does not state what kind of narcotic that the armorer allegedly had in her possessions, but the case against her is building by the day. And these documents were first obtained by TMZ. Again, TMZ, they be having the rats. They be having them. I don't know who in God's green are they paying. But somehow TMZ always gets those information first. And hey, I can't knock them for getting it any way they can. But here's the deal. Hannah Gutierrez reads, uh, attorney would slam new allegations in a statement to TMZ. Something is rotten in Denmark. It is shocking that after 20 months of investigation, Special prosecutor now throws in a completely new charge against Ms. Gutierrez-Reed with no prior notice or any witness statements, lab reports, or evidence to support it, he said. This comes off the heels of the state letting its lead investigator go and the investigator raising serious concerns about the investigation in an email he continued. This stinks to high heaven and is retaliatory and vindictive. So that's the new news on the Russ Armorer and the charges that she's facing. So right now they're stacking the deck more against her. And to be completely honest with you, she's going to face some time in jail. Again, her one job was to make sure the weapons were not, well, holding any type of actual weapon that could kill someone. Any type of actual bullet or any of that circumstance inside of the gun that could kill anybody on that set. That's your job as an armorer. You handle the weapons. You make sure that uh, the people that are handling the weapons, a.k.a. the actors, know what they're doing and that everything goes off without a hitch. That's kind of your job. And she failed at that on the movie set. So she has to face uh, these charges. And right now, they're just trying to stick her with drug charges. And I do got to admit, 20 months after the fact, 20 months after you guys have been looking into this thing, you guys mean to tell me, that now you guys just want to add drug charges onto this. This tells me either A, you guys really have nothing to really get the armor with for the killing of Helena Hutchins, which again, that still sounds nuts to me because this was her job. That's kind of your job as an armorer, but that's besides the point. They have nothing for her on that part. Or two, they're not trying to give her like something big so they're just trying to get her onto something small so she could just take it we don't have to go to court 
and just serve out the time because they don't want to do their job properly and actually throw everything out there. That's just my opinion on the matter with this. But again, recipes to Helena Hutchins. I still don't know how in God's green they still made that movie rust. That movie rust should have been dead in the water, but A to each his own. Somebody got to eat off of that, right? So when more updates come about, I'll bring it right back to you onto this pod. Now, the NBA did have their draft this Thursday going on into Friday as well with lesser people, known people getting drafted on Friday. Um, congratulations to everyone that got drafted. I hope you guys have a good time. Please, the new class that's getting into the NBA, please learn from Zion Williamson. Please learn from his mistake. Please learn not to have a side check. And if you do, make sure you have a side check that actually keeps her mouth shut. Or, better yet, just speak to the veteran on your team and learn from them. Ask them, hey, yo, what do I do in a situation whenever we're out there and I want to Try to play around in the field and get some tail if you get my drift. Try to ask the vet on the team what have they done to make sure that they never get caught and all that good stuff. Because trust me, the vets, they're willing to give knowledge to you uh, new guys that's going into the NBA. So, again, congratulations to everybody that's going into the NBA. They got drafted. Congrats. But I think the Zion Williamson deal needs to be on you guys focus because you guys are young. You guys are going to want to mingle with women out there. You guys might get enticed by the glitz and glamour of some of the women that you guys watch on the internet. So again, talk to the vets on your team and get some knowledge from them. Also, if you happen to deal with a side piece, if you will, don't get one like Mariah Mills because apparently she got a Zion tattoo on her face. That was a video circulating on Twitter. I'm not certain if that's a real tattoo or not. She's doing this for cloud or not. But that's further indication and proof that young boys, please, for the love of God, talk to the vets on your team and try to figure out a way how you guys can get some action on the road and be able to pick out the right ones instead of, well, someone like Mariah Mills who will constantly, like, harass you. Now, I think that's everything I want to talk about. There's nothing more to uh, get at here. So time for self-promotion time. If you did not listen to last week's episode, you can listen to that now. If you did not listen to midweek episode, that's out there too, where the song is uh, Pusha T's uh, I Pray For You featuring his brother Malice and Labyrinth. And the funny thing about that is when I put that episode out, literally that day or like Thursday, Pusha T was in a uh, runway show for Louis Vuitton that is... Uh, friend Pharrell is now, I believe, the creator director for Louis Vuitton. So, congrats to Pharrell. He made it out of the musical world into the fashion world. He's always was always into the fashion world, but now he's like one of those guys in that fashion world. Again, congrats to Pharrell. But he debuted a song, and he's basically taking shots at Jim Jones. Jim Jones, he's been like saying Pusha T isn't a top fifty greatest rapper. And for anyone that knows anything about Pusha T, even if you're just relatively know something now but Pusha is all because of his Drake beef that he had with uh Drake and Pusha T isn't the one that you want to go at Pusha T is a guy that is someone that's going to take time to really analyze who you are he's going to do research on you and then he's going to take bit by bit step by step to calculate how he's going to attack uh you in a beef and he took some shots at Jim Jones in his newest song, uh, Chains and Whips, with his brother Malice and Pharrell. Uncle said, nigga, you must be sick. Oh, 
nigga and ice my bitch. Beat the system with chains and whips. You run from the spirit of repossession. Too much enamel covers your necklace. I buy bitches, you buy them sections. You buy watches, I buy collections. Misery's fueling your aggression. Jealousy's turned into obsession. Reality TV is mud wrestling. Some sign checks I know better than. Beware of my name that there's delicate. You know I know where you're delicate. Crush you to pieces, I hum a breath of it. I will close your heaven for the hell of it. You think it'd be valor amongst veterans. I'm watching your fame escape relevance. We all in a room, but here's the elephant. You're chasing a feature out of your element. And those lab diamonds under inspection. The question marks block your blessings. It's no tombstones in the desert. I know by now you get the message. Uncle said, nigga, you must be sick. All you talk about is just get rich. Choke my neck, nigga, and ice my bitch. Beat the system with chains and whips. It don't take much to put two and two. Your lucky streak is now losing you. Money's dried up like a cuticle. You're gasping for air now. It's beautiful. John 10, 10, that's my usual. Mamas is falling out in funerals. And bomb and bloke, they now viewing you. They never find the guns, but the sewers do. Bubbles was sick, he need medicine. Brought him back to life, now he's dead again. Richard don't make watches for presidents. Just a million trapped between skeletons. This the darkest that I ever been. The diamonds make you taste peppermint. You ain't driving the snow like it's the revenant. And send orders back down and keep shoveling. Uncle said, nigga, you must be sick. All you talk about is just get rich. Choke my neck, nigga, and ice my bitch. Beat the system with chains and whips. And I just find it great, to be honest with you, to hear beef again. Jim Jones, we're waiting on your response. So hopefully we'll get that soon enough. But again, for all the rappers out there, please leave Pusha T alone. Leave him alone. Let him be. Let him uh, create albums, good albums, and just go about your business. Now, again, that's just me having to sidebar that. But it just came up to me as I'm talking about my midweek episode with the song. Anyhow, midweek episode. Is that right now? Listen to that. And also, if you watch professional wrestling, uh, I have my wrestling episode up right now from yesterday, Wrestling Highlights of the Week. You can listen to that. And also tomorrow, since tonight is Forbidden Door, I will be having the Forbidden Door review up there for you guys tomorrow, as well as AEW Collision. I'm jam-packing those two shows in one, so you'll be getting a Collision and Forbidden Door uh, review tomorrow. Now, with that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank all the podcast sites. You know who you are. I want to thank every single one of them because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners, the downloaders, because without you guys, this would just be a guy talking into a microphone into a void. So I appreciate everyone that downloads the episodes. I really do appreciate you guys. And always remember. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. This isn't a gimmick. This is for real. I do love every single one of you guys. Also, if you do have the time, please get in contact with whoever you love or whoever you uh, haven't spoken to in some time and just see how they're doing. Because as I said multiple and multiple times before, life is extremely too short. You don't know if that person is going to be here tomorrow or today or within the next hour, minute. Just 
try to get in contact with that person and just see how they're doing and just try to uh build that bridge if you guys haven't talked in such a long time anywho with that this has been my two cents podcast hosted by g2 he is i and i am him i love you guys please have a safe uh sunday and a safe rest of your week i will be back with another episode of midweek breakdown wednesday and everything else will be continuing as schedule now with that i love you all i thank you this isn't goodbye this is to you here from the sweet sounding voice again kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired you tired uh-huh. jesus wept uh-huh.